It's happening. Always. And forever. Yeah, it happened last night on the Oscars. <laughs> Damn it, I had a whole lead in and you just ruined it. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I did. We'll get it. I'll still be able to work it in somehow. But yeah. I, I, I mean. It we, happened. We have to talk about it and, you know, discuss it a little bit. But I don't know. Is it is it just me, Kev? Or is it like, I get really pissy with my wife about how focused everyone just got on this. Like Ukraine took a backseat. The SCOTUS nominations took a backseat. Climate change obviously takes a backseat like it does to everything. Like there's a lot that, going on in they, the world. I, I thought they disproved climate change. Uh, I saw that on uh, uh, Fox News. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like it just it baffles me that... <clears throat> This took center stage over everything. And here's, I, I understand. Like, my wife is like, I don't. Well, this interests people. Like, and I was like, I, I understand. But, like, why? We, we, there aren't, there aren't so many political podcasts. Like, I'm surprised, like, this isn't something that people want to tune in for more. Like, you know, we have a, a wonderful community and stuff like that. But, like, I think everyone should be listening to multiple political podcasts or tuning into the news every night or reading the New York Times every day. Like yeah. that that is the most important, crucial stuff. And then you make some time for the celebrity smackdowns, the yeah. Logan Paul PPVs and what is you know, can also be, you know, equated to a uh, the Oscars now, I guess. I, I, I allow I allow I allow myself two nights a week where I can like go through fun stuff and watch like YouTube clips, you know, not related to politics. Yeah. And that's usually, uh, the two nights that we record <laughs> like when I'm done with this and I've said that before, I think, but yeah, I give I give myself like an, a solid hour. Fuck it. Well, I just like, I, I like just laugh at shit and it's probably not an hour of that, but I, I there's probably like 20 minutes of that and then like 40 minutes of a show. I think everyone needs to get away from politics, don't get me wrong, or the news or, you know, the doomsday toil and trouble of all that is politics. I get yeah. that. Well, and, and and I do think that that's exactly what this is. I think that everybody is so not, it, not done with what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on in our own government. Um, but just like exhausted by it. And we've talked about this before, you know, there's such thing as like political exhaustion. Um, yeah. And I, I think that maybe this was just like, all right, so they're like, okay, Will Smith just smacked Chris Rock. So, uh, I'm just going to watch this clip and listen to people analyze it. Right. And, and I do understand like there is some sensationalism involved. Like Chris Rock is one of the biggest names in comedy of all time. And I think, Will Smith had like the longest streak of blockbuster summers of all time. So, yeah. I mean, th they are two huge names. And, and so 
I don't want to, I'm, and I'm not judging people for being interested. I'm not. It just, it baffled me how quickly everything on the internet turned to that, right? Yeah. Like the Facebook memes were all about Will Smith, Chris Rock, yeah. the TikToks, yeah. the, the Twitters. It was all a buzz. Meanwhile, like, you know, uh, it was just announced today that uh, Joe Biden had unraveled over $350 billion from the deficit compared to Donald Trump's budget. So, you know, we're, we're bringing the deficit down slowly but surely. And that was with the coronavirus spending. That was with the Ukraine spending. That was with the infrastructure spending. So it's like we're spending a lot more money but somehow bringing the budget down because we're cutting elsewhere. But, and that's a huge thing, but man, the amount of interest in Will Smith and Chris rock at the Oscars was really astounding to me. And, and, and there is some, you know, humor, but also some seriousness to it. And so we'll definitely discuss it. But I, I, for me taking a step back and being, you know, Mr. Politics, I, I understand not everyone is quite as enthralled with every single piece of legislation and policy, but at the same time, I was just dumbfounded at how quickly this caught fire. Well, I can tell you it was happening at like 3 a.m. There was already like clips on YouTube about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep. I actually, no, I fell asleep at 8 o'clock last night putting my kids to bed. And uh, because I fell asleep at 8 o'clock, I woke up at 3 a.m. Because my body's like, you don't get this much sleep. <laughs> Not uh, allowed. Yeah. And so I saw it immediately on YouTube. I was scrolling through. Actually, I was going to watch a Breaking Points episode. Yeah. And uh, it caught my eye. I was like, what is this? And well, then, and, you know, now, congrats, you're a homeowner. Oh, thanks. And yeah. and have a relatively newborn. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not allowed to sleep at all. Yeah, I know. My body was just like, he's like, <laughs> I'm shutting you, you down. Shutting you it down. If you think that you're getting a good night's sleep tonight, you are wrong, sir. <laughs> um, actually, I did feel very rested, though. But to, to go back to your point where this was just everywhere, dude, yeah. it was within 10 minutes. I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't even know the Oscars happened last I, night. I didn't either. I, I'd seen some buildup, and I was like, oh, that's right. But I was watching some other stuff. I don't know what. Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Thank you. I was watching Harry Potter. Uh, my daughter is now on. The, well, we're going into the fourth movie. Nice. And I realized Which is uh, Goblet of Fire. Sure. Don't know. I'm just here's the so. fourth one. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was released in 2004, my senior year of high school. Actually, I think it was the summer, so I just graduated. Nice. And therefore. That was the last time I watched it when I just graduated high school. So this was kind of fun, but didn't think of the Oscars or anything. And I happened to scroll through TikTok. We took a popcorn-making potty break. So I scrolled through TikTok, and I was like, wait, what is that from? What movie is that from? When has Chris Rock and Will Smith been in a movie? When have they been in a movie together? And so then I like read the caption. I'm like, no way. And you start getting more and more footage. And at first it seemed like a bit. And then you get more footage. And you're like, that's not a that's not a bit. Yeah. And then you start to see like the raw uncut footage where you hear Will Smith from a distance yelling yeah. at Chris Rock. Keep your keep my wife's name the out of your, out of your, out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I thought it was a bit until that. Right. I, I think a lot of people did because he was so 
calm and casual about it and even walking off like he just smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Can I tell and you, you even I think? hear him saying, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, can I tell you what I think happened? Yeah, sure. And this is coming from somebody who thinks that Jada Pinkett Smith is the devil. Really? You're not I, a I'm you're not, not a fan. fan. I think that she treats him poorly. Okay. I think that she's uh yeah, I don't know. Actually, I haven't investigated her enough. I was going to say she's a bad role model, but I just think that she's a bad person in some cases. So, okay. So, but, I, obviously, you don't know a lot about her. So, this right. is surface level. Yeah. But what makes you think she's the ba- like a bad person? I could, I'm because I'm such a Will Smith fan. Okay. And um, he's just getting jiggy with it and he's no, something I, I, in Miami. Well, he's a motivational guy. He's super awesome. Um also, you can see some really cool videos. He's actually, like, super savvy when it comes to firearms. Okay. Yeah, he's probably um, had to do a ton of training with all yeah. the blockbusters. Well, you, there's a really cool clip out there of, like, he w- it was at the be- – they were filming something. It was probably one of the um, Suicide Squad movies. Oh, and yeah. The guy, is going, the guy is going over all the guns, and this one of the newer actors, he's picking up the gun, and there's something called muzzle awareness, and that's, like – you know your muzzle should never be pointed at another person you pick it up with the muzzle facing down like you know what i mean yeah it makes sense don't point a gun at someone even if you don't have your hand on the trigger exactly and even if you you never assume a gun is unloaded you know what i mean um and will smith Smith immediately takes it hits the muzzle down and then grabs the weapon from him and he checks the chamber checks the the magazine puts it back together and then he hands it to him the, the proper way you know what i mean yeah with the butt of the gun facing the person you're giving it to. Wow. It yeah. was, it was it's like, you know what I mean? So I'm a Will, I'm a Will Smith fan. Okay. And I know that she did him kind of dirty. And there was like, there's rumors that she was the reason he wasn't in the second Suicide Squad movie. Well, because there yeah. was the whole thing with Margot Robbie. Well, and then, you know, the, there's a lot that came out. And, you know, they have, she has that show Red Table that was. On Facebook Live or something, yeah. you know how like YouTube has expanded to yeah, live yeah, streaming yeah. and Apple, and I know Facebook had done some expansion into that, and she had her show, The Red Table, where they discussed things, and I think it was mainly her, her daughter Willow, and yeah. the grandmother, and like, but then they had other things, and he was on it, yeah, and you know they discussed some of the infidelities and trials and tribulations of their marriage, and you know at the time they had said like they had an open relationship for a time being and that led her astray from their relationship and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Yeah. What what, what do I think? Going back to you. What I think happened, because you see in the footage that I saw, he, um, I can't believe, I can't believe we're delving this far into this shit. (laughs) But I, I, he's laughing at the joke. Yeah. I think he looked over at his wife. His wife was pissed and that's why he did it. I think otherwise, dude. Listen to some of the shit that Ricky Gervais says. You know what I mean? Nobody's gone up and tried to smack him. Yeah. Well, I will say this. To to, you know, present all sides of of this Are you situation. Talk about her condition. Yeah, she yeah. does have a con- supposedly, allegedly, has a condition where it causes difficulty in growing hair and Jada Pinkett Smith has had short hair for most of her career, but certainly in the last few years more than ever. And with that in mind, you know, it's not like, you know, I I grew up with some people that had, you know, have alopecia and it's, you know, no eyebrows, no hair. And and Mm -hmm. you, you know, have choices to make and how you go about that wigs or, 
you know, eyebrow um, coloring, all that stuff. She didn't seem like that, but I'm not going to, you know, decry that she doesn't have it or whatever. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal, but it could affect her, you know, and and that's. Yeah, maybe if she would. At no point is it ever okay to make fun of someone for a condition. Damn it. Period. Like, end of story. I was going to make it. Unless they give you. Well, unless they give you permission. Like, right. if if you're making fun of a group of people, that's one thing, as long as it's not racist or whatever. Like, if you're making fun of people who do stupid shit and deserve to be made fun of, then that's different. Do you think if I make a joke about it, Will Smith will come here and smack me? Because that could be really great for the podcast. That would be real. You know what? I say go for it. I was going to make a condition joke, and she should have been conditioning more. But she can't because of her hair. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. I'm just saying if she would have used more conditioner, it would have taken better care of her hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Not All the right. best joke, but I was just going to go for it. Will I mean, Smith, come at me, bro. And that's why Chris Rock is who he is. You yeah. know? Oh, he writes yeah. better jokes. Dude. Well, I think he probably came up with that on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seemed like it's. it seemed like it was uh, somewhat improvised. So, yeah. So, and why didn't Will Smith punch him? Why did he smack him? Because I don't think he wanted to. I think he wanted to disrespect him more than hurt him. Ah. Uh, because I feel like if Will Smith threw a cross... He was Ali. Chris, Chris Chris Rock would have he would have hit the floor. Oh, I always oh yeah, and he's so good in that movie. Right. So here's yeah. here's the thing going back a step with the whole joke. The joke itself was bad. It didn't land well. I expect more out of Chris Rock. Like Ricky Gervais's were brutal, but they landed really well. Like he I think made he, had he the made crowd laughing though. Well, they well, it's Hollywood. They, Everyone laughs. Okay. Everyone has to laugh, and that's part of the trade. And that's even I thought the GI Jane joke Smith. or like GI Jane two joke was. I, I mean, I, I giggled at it. I guess so. Maybe it didn't land as well. It didn't land as well as a right. Ricky Gervais joke. But like, I giggled. Yeah, you're just like, huh, okay, like <laughs> fine. Yeah. You're not like, oh, that is just. Yeah. I and I understand some people that were like, oh, that is just too far. Of like, you know all about Jada. I don't know. And, but and and who knows if he actually did. Right. And and what I will say. Is the joke itself not great? Poor timing, right? Bad joke, whatever. Happens all the time. Comedians push limits. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. They push limits and they try and get as far as they can to elevate the humor or challenge you know, societal norms, whatever the case is. But that means in order to push those boundaries, sometimes you go too far. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you go over the boundary line. And this one might have been over the boundary line. The problem is, is Will Smith's reaction was too much. They both went over the boundary line. Right. And so he went up to him and, you know, physically assaulted him in front of millions of people. And no one did anything. Like what? Denzel went to him during the commercial break and spoke some kind words. And then he goes up and gives a speech. Doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. He apologizes to the Academy, and that's great. But I, I'm very Denzel surprised. Did? What? Denzel? Denzel what? No, Denzel Washington talked to Will Smith during the break. Oh. Supposedly. That's what he said in his speech. Like Denzel said de- that when you when you get to your highest and you least expect it, the devil's gonna come out for you. And you gotta be better than that. That's a real Denzel quote. Yeah. I think that happened. 
Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. He's and that's what Will Smith said in his acceptance speech. And, you know, he's like, I played a father like King Richard, you know, Richard Williams and blah blah blah, and I was still in that mode and whatever. It's fucking weird. Yeah. His speech was weird. Some people really liked it. I thought it was weird. Do you it, think that Chris Rock will apologize? No, he fucking shouldn't. I don't think he should either. I'm glad that we agree on that. I I, I listen. If he wanted to apologize to Jada, yeah, like privately, yeah, and this is this is like kind of the whole thing. This all should have been handled in private. Like, yeah. if backstage Will Smith put Chris Rock up against a wall and said, yeah. "Don't fucking talk about my wife like that ever again," I have no problem with that. That's how I would have handled it. Yeah, like if someone's talking shit about my wife and I'm there, I'm going to defend her honor, but I'm not trying to, you know create a scene you know for hollywood i don't want to make a scene yeah i want to make sure that it never happens again so that was the thing that caught me off guard about it all and then you know what the reaction by everyone right we see all the oh oh my gosh some people are laughing whatever but what does this do for stand-up comedians going forward like who's going to have the next will smith moment Mm. Like if someone's heckling and a comedian makes fun of me and goes too far, yeah. does that give me the right to go up and, you know, smack him? No. But what you're not, Will you're Smith... Not, you're not setting precedent here. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, but there there's an issue with how this was handled. I think every host is going to get its own security team. The, but Chris Rock wasn't even the host. Oh, he wasn't? Yeah, I didn't no. even watch it. It was, it was Amy Schumer, uh, Wanda Sykes... And Regina Hall. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like he so wasn't what was even, Chris Rock doing? He was presenting. Oh. He was presenting. That's it. He was oh. up there to do like a little presentation. Oh. A, little, a little three minute bit. And, you know, they should have had him host. He's got a. I think he has in the past, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. And it wasn't received very well. That's like, like, why do they always get Ricky Gervais to come back? Well, Ricky Gervais does the the Golden. Globes, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because like, which is way better because people are drinking. Mm. The Oscars is very formal. The Golden Globes are like, fuck yeah, let's just drink because it's hosted by the foreign press. Mm. And the foreign press is like and for, based in and France, and they're like, let the wine flow. Yeah, they say wee wee, wee wee. You drink, do you go wee wee? Yeah, don't break the seal, wee wee. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird podcast tonight. I know. But, you know, I, I look at it, and I, I don't know, man. I, I, I do understand Will Smith. You know, what I don't like is this scene forced everyone to start doing commentary beyond what we're just doing. Like, ah, it's two guys figuring shit out. They're both wrong. One probably more wrong than the other. What comes of it? Nothing. I mean, <laughs> like... Think of all the real bad shit that has gone in Hollywood that has been discovered in the last yeah. 15 years, right? The Weinsteins and the Cosbys of the world. Yeah. Right? Like, that took how long to punish? Mm. Woody Allen has still not been punished for what he's done. What did Woody Allen do? I see this is how little I pay attention oh, to. Oh, Woody Allen is married to his stepdaughter. No shit. That he knew when she was like 13. Oh. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I, like, I, I, I pay attention to none of that. Right, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? Can you make good movies? Yep. Cool. Well, I'll watch them. Well, yeah. Not only but that, not, but, but not, it doesn't. But not like it Bill doesn't Cosby matter. And stuff like that. But like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> the little drama. I mean. Well, right. All I'm saying is, is Woody Allen took, he still hasn't been punished, right? Harvey Weinstein took how long? Bill Cosby took how long to punish? Like they're not going to do shit about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, and Chris Rock has already said, "I'm not filing charges," yeah. which I respect. Like, yeah. why should he? Like he's like, yeah, I went too far. Okay. You know, so did Will Smith, but I started it, right? I like Chris Rock even more now. Well, he didn't say that. That's not a quote. Oh, damn. That's it. just me explaining it. Like, yeah. It makes sense. Okay. But you explained it, and I thought it was a quote. I was like, yeah. Hey, you're a real stand up guy, Chris Rock. I'll, I'll go have a beer with you. <laughs> After Will Smith comes I, here I just and knocks thought, my all, ass out. All I thought about right there was doing a uh, Chris Rock bit. Like Michael Scott oh, tries yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to do diversity and inclusion day. I mean, it would only be the two of us, and I would probably be the one leading it. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would do a great job, dude. You would. I'm you way, would. I'm way more inclusive than you. Mm, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm very exclusive. I don't think you're either. I'm just clusive. I think I think you're just clusive. <laughs> just clusive. You just want everyone to cluse. Yeah. What? <laughs> you just want everyone to cluse. I just clused on a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really leaning into. I feel like now that like uh. Do you feel a weight is off your shoulders now? I I. I like I understand. Yeah, There's I still do. a lot of work to do. Like yeah. anytime you buy a house. Yeah. Uh, especially. In positions like us and probably most of the Mad Libs community, when you buy a house, you're not like, it is move-in ready, but it's not done. Yeah. And you got a lot to do. Yeah. So, but do you feel like a weight of off, is off your shoulders? Like now you have a place that you're going to be moving into, that you're going to live at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, make I changed, a home. I felt, I felt really good. Like I got there and I changed the locks and like um, got a couple of other just like little things done. Yeah, you know, you know, I called you, right? Yeah, and then you didn't call me back. I know. I was literally carrying my wife over the threshold. Nice. No, not like that. I like. I mean, nice. I, I carried. You her shouldn't have even picked me up. Picked up the phone call then. <laughs> like the middle of it, and I'm like, "Oh, honey, we have to stop for a second. And Brian's calling. I'm almost over the threshold, baby. <laughs> I like put her down. I think we're talking about different thresholds. Oh no, no, I know. Okay, yeah, I'm well aware. Okay. There's there's double the threshold here. Hi, Anna. <laughs> so, oh, I was supposed to ask you a question. Oh, Do okay. we have a second for a question? Sure we do. It's our yeah. podcast, right? <laughs> Fuck it. We don't have any sponsors, although we are accepting them. <laughs> so, uh, Except Papa John's. Never. Never. Your never. pizza yeah. is trash. We'll accept your hush money. You, I will accept. I I will not talk shit about you on saying. my on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, Kevin still can. If you want to buy both of us, it's a million. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. I'll never. I won't even. I'll be like, who's Papa John's? What? But if you only want me, it's seven fifty. What? What? <laughs> seven hundred. If they want to get both of us, it's a million. But my price is seven fifty. If so, they want just one of us, okay. And I think I'm more vocal about how much distaste I have for them. Why not just one point two five? Because I don't, I don't. They get a deal. 
That is still a deal because 750 times two would be 15. Yeah, 1.5. Yeah. Mm. 1.15. Okay. Anyways, we'll get over that later. So um, coming up on the podcast, one of these days, Brian and I are going to be doing the Pocky's Chips Challenge. Right. Because one of our listeners, two of our listeners, have requested that we do it. Which I'm reluctant shout because I've done. Okay, but what I'm saying. but anyway, Shout out shout out who they are. Shout out Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Uh, so we need to we, we need to do that. But then Anna brought up a question because Kyle basically said that he thought that I could handle the chip. He said he didn't know how you would respond to it. Obviously, I wasn't there, so like I couldn't be like, well, Brian did it already. Um, yeah, but and it was be- fucking miserable. Yeah, well, we'll see. I did it like the four the, days after our Hot Wings challenge. Yeah, so um, we will be doing that. But in that conversation I had with my wife and my father-in-law, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they asked at what point when we did the wing challenge um, did it become uncomfortable for you? And I told uh, them it was probably at the bomb. No, uncomfortable. Yeah. No, no. The bomb was miserable. Okay. Uncomfortable was probably around five or six. Really, I gave where, you more credit. Yeah, I know, and I appreciate that. I think I was like, what I mean, uncomfortable is like, if I'm like reaching for the milk or the water or whatever. So even if I'm having like a really spicy wing, like Buffalo wild wings yeah, or um, rings and things, isn't that Buffalo, what it's called? Buffalo wings and wings, wings and rings. Yeah. Buffalo wings and rings. Yeah. Yeah. That place in crystal Lake. Wonderful, wonderful spot. Uh, they have, and they have some spicy ones like their spiciest is a little bit uncomfortable. Like yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's what I look at is uncomfortable. If if I'm happy and I'm just like, then fine, I'm not. But yeah. if I'm like, this is uh this is hot, man. That's uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. So I I think around six, maybe seven, seven for sure. Because seven was the bomb. Oh, right. so six. Yeah. Because the one right before the bomb, I was like, man, this is but. I can be uncomfortable and enjoy it. Yeah. Meaning six, uh, five was the tikka masala, right? And then there was one right in between tikka. Ginger goat was in between. No. Yeah, I don't I don't even remember now. Um, Los Calientes was like three. Yeah, that one was really that good. That one was really good. Four. The, uh, but the barbacoa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four, so we had ginger, goat. The tikka masala, I think, was right before the bomb. And it was a little uncomfortable, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, it I was like, this great. is really good. Yeah. But I'm like, like when I'm having to exhale, I consider yeah. that uncomfortable, right? I'm no longer comfortable and just sitting like normal and, and, you know, talking like normal. High Desert was up there, too. Yeah, that was, what, nine? No, nine was Scorpion Disco. Oh, and so High Desert was after the bomb eight, and and I think Barbacoa and Scorpion Disco were my two favorites. Yeah, you you had Scorpion Disco on Taco Bell like two nights later or something. Yeah, it was great. Or two broadcasts. I mean, it's later. hot, but like it's it's really to me like that was hot but enjoyable. Yeah, um, Apollo is. I would say Scorpion Disco is where like it really started hitting me, where I was like, okay, uh, I need to do something, eat some cheese sticks. Yeah, so... But yeah, I, t- I told Anna I would ask. Yeah, no, 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 it's a great question. And so, you know, Chris, uh, one of the uh, sometimes listener, but he was there that night uh, and actually donated a good amount for us to keep doing fireball shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he was the one with the Pocky chip and wanted to bring it and forgot it. And then we were at their house, you know, picking up Nora from something. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got this. And, and so my wife and I both did it. My wife was literally laying on the floor with her shirt above her belly so her 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 stomach could look like rest on the cold floor hmm like it, yeah, it, it gets to your stomach which that's the part that like for me i don't really w- yeah. want to do it ever again but i will because it's scor- i looked on it it's scorpion peppers and carolina reapers which is actually what my hot sauce is in my fridge right now nice um i so i mean i, I know it would be spicy yeah, it, it's it's but more like, along the lines of the one after the bomb. Okay, where I don't think it was quite Scorpion Disco, but it also uh, has a, at least a little flavor. Where the okay. bomb is just so messed up. Yeah, the bomb is so just disgusting. A, I think they use capsaicin extract. Capsaicin, yeah, that's always the word. I'm, I was, you know, yeah, they got that Capricorn extract. <laughs> Ah, speaking of hot wings, how about some hot takes on uh, what's going on with the SCOTUS knobs? Well, they're getting closer to you know finalizing everything. Uh, fortunately, Manchin has come out and said he will approve her. Okay. So that basically brings us to 50-50, and then Kamala will break the tie in the Senate. The interesting thing to me is how many people already came out Verbally, you know, you had the cruises and the Hollies and whatever. Mm, yeah, McConnell came out right away and said he will not be, he cannot support her for a lifetime appointment. Whatever the fuck that means. The one that surprised me to already come out was Sass. Hmm. Sass came out and said, "So I think when we were rating the opportunity for bipartisanship, Sass was on our good, our good, good children. It list. was one of the good children, and and I still stand by. Like he did a." a wonderful job during the confirmation hearings. But if he didn't get enough out of it, I'm surprised he didn't ask more. And that's what my biggest beef is with the whole thing is like, it was just a charade. And and I guess we know that, but it has to be recognized. Like this is a charade. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. Should there be another nomination coming up? Right. Right. Because we have Clarence Thomas who is having both health issues and political issues. Yeah. His wife being part of the January 6th uh, planning committee for the insurrection. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. She has not been convicted. Thank you. You're welcome, Brian. Uh, But the texts are there. So we have true evidence that she was somehow a part of this. And how deep she was is different. The thing that catches Clarence Thomas up in all that, and she can deny all of these different things. Right. The problem was... When certain things about the January 6th insurrection came to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. he didn't recuse himself. And he was, it was eight to one on whether the records would be like, you know, discovered and blah, blah, blah. And so by not recusing himself, he's showing bias. And in that instance, for me, that's grounds for impeachment, right? If you're not recusing yourself when you know your wife is implicated, right? Deep down, you know she's a part of it. He should have recused himself. But not only did he not recuse himself, he didn't abstain. Mm -hmm. He actually voted as a dissent, the lone dissent. Even the more conservative Amy Coney Barrett's and and, uh, Gorsuch's and Kavanaugh's, they all agreed with the majority opinion 
eight to one. He was not only he not only didn't recuse himself from the entire thing, he didn't abstain. He dissented, and so that level of bias, right? You now have thrown in so much more into question about him going forward. Yeah, you know what? I, and I only say this because he brought up Gorsuch's name. Um, although I don't typically agree with him on most things, um, he's a fantastic writer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, I am right there with you. I agree yeah. with. I, I don't know I, if I've ever agreed with him except for when he's a part of the majority with certain judge justices, but he yeah. is a brilliant writer. Yeah. I think he explained, and by that too, I mean like he explains his like thought process well as well. So, you know, I mean, you could see in his, in his uh, hearings that he's well-spoken as well, but right. I just thought I'd he's, say that. He's a, a conservative justice that I disagree with, but I understand him being there. Yeah. Whereas Kavanaugh has already displayed. He's not capable. Yeah, I he, think Gorsuch, his writing think, his think, writing is terrible. Yeah, I think because he wrote a dissent at one point, and I think Gorsuch had to rewrite it. No, uh, Gorsuch did a. Um, it's the it's when you dissent, but for a different reason. Oh, um, I should know this. Yeah, you should. You're the paralegal. Fuck you. It's not like alternative dissent. It's like um. Brian's Googling it. What does it say? Yeah. Something opinion. It's okay. Type in like secondary descent or like something like that. Dear Google. You should be duck duck going and be working better for you. <laughs> I love my duck duck go app. Concurring, so it's a concurring opinion. Ah, I think. Interesting. With a dissent, I don't know. I know concurring means to do it along with something, but mm-hmm. for a different reason. So he wrote, I guess, a concurring dissent. Maybe I that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I should have known. I I, I I still think that she's getting in. Yeah, she will. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with my ninety six point four percent. Yeah, I was up there. I think I was at ninety percent, but my bipartisan I think was like a coin flip, yeah. and I feel like that's even less now. I think it's about twenty five percent. Because I gave my 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 uh, bipartisan was wasn't mine lower than yours. No, it wasn't. No, God, you had sixty five percent. I was really feeling optimistic that night. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I, I was surprised that you were like thirty percent because you had a higher belief that she'd get through. I said like 90%, but I had like a coin flip at best. Yeah. I might have said higher too. I always forget. Maybe my you did. I don't know. Maybe you did have higher than me. Did I? I thought I said coin I know, flip. I, I know I said higher than you that she'll get in. Yes, that for, for sure. sure. But I want to say, I, I want to say I was, maybe I was. I feel Someone like I remember since. Yeah. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Text one of us. Cause Call me. We we li- we listen back some, but I don't like to listen to the whole thing. Because I hate the sound of my voice. Well, I can barely stand it in my headphones. Don't say that. You're going to turn them off. I love your voice. Thanks, dog. But Thanks we live this moment. This moment that they're listening to right now. Yeah, we're living it. We're living it, baby. I think that she'll be. I really do think that she'll be a great justice. I uh, think she'll be. Phenomenal. You know, of course. You know, as long as nothing weird comes out. You know what I mean? Maybe like all the shit that we talked about, the senators who were questioning 
certain things. Oh, the child pedophile cases. Yeah, well, yeah. no, and and like the um, social justice or what is it? Um, what are they called? The studies. Social studies? No, it's like the theoretical study of uh, ge- racial. Oh, critical race theory. Critical race theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck that. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, unless something weird comes out about all that, like, then I'll maybe change my tune. But as of right now, I think that she'll be a, a good addition, a great addition. I think she'll say. be the. I think she'll be the premier judge, including. So? Yeah, I think she'll be. I you, think she'll not in the very beginning. No, right, but I think like she'll that. supersede even the liberal justices, like. I think she'll get to where Ruth Gate. That's Ruth, what I was I think, just going to ask I think she'll, she'll get to the Ginsburg level, if not more. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I think she will be similar to what Thurgood Marshall was. Where, Ooh. Right? Like, okay. You know, I think she will transform the way people even think. And I, 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 I'm, that's partially because I'm, I'm very hopeful. Yeah. For the direction of America. I'm very nervous. I think we're getting to a make or break point. But I, I have to hope. And, and I think that I think, we're coming down from the make or break point. I think really like the biggest fear in my mind right now is nuclear war. <clears throat> I think it, it, that has superseded the breaking point of the United States of America. Because I think that this thing, unfortunate as it is, has uh, done a little something for like us at home as far as like Biden's speech against Putin was brilliant. And he didn't step back uh, when I he think t- he fucked up when no. I think he did slightly when he said that Putin needs to go know that he's a butcher and he's got to go. I think that then you put, you put the fear in people's heads of another regime change. Um, there needs to be a regime change. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. My only fear is that the regime doesn't change, doesn't happen. And then we've got, you know what I mean? Even more of an enemy for life. Well, who's got his finger on a nuclear button. Did you ever hear that story about, Oh, I don't think, I don't think Putin leaves without pressing the nuclear button. Like, as he gets put, voted out of office, which couldn't even happen. Right. It can't happen. Uh, he's just like, well, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's literally how He's it the goes. kind of guy that would launch it on his own people, too. Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. But I No, you're that. allowed to make conjecture. Yeah. This is your podcast. Yeah, no take backsies. I was just kidding. I, I do think he's the type to... He'll, launch, he'll just launch them all in every direction. I mean, there's there's powerful people in Russia. Like you, I think you brought it up, and then I found out like more about it. Like there are powerful people in Russia, mm-hmm. you know, putting bounties on him. Yeah, yeah, it's a really scary thing. Um, very, very scary. And what's even scarier is he's probably. I was I was reading something the other day. <clears throat> they haven't proven this, but he could be the richest man in the world. Dude, I was reading. I was reading the same thing. Cash wise, he's the richest person. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the Bezos and Musk are tied up in equity in yeah. the companies. Yeah. And stocks and all there's, that. there's been a lot of oligarchs that have, like, either, like, gone away to prison or died. And, like, their money got transferred to Vladimir Putin. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, he's got enough money to have his own private, like, I think it's a 747 with a golden toilet. Well, <laughs> the the interesting thing is with all of our oligarchs, the mm-hmm. American oligarchs, yeah. which I'm going to start referring to them as that. Okay. The Bezoses of the world. You know, they can't be liquid. They can't cash everything out. Otherwise, though, they they decrease their value. Even though Bruce Leo has said be liquid. It's it's he, always good to be liquid. He, he said be water. But I mean, water is a liquid. 
my my mom and dad, so we grew up and had a pool, mm-hmm. and they had a sign. It said, our only liquid our asset. Our only liquid asset. Grandpa Carl's got that yeah. up right above, yeah, right yeah, above yeah. his, uh, his, I love his door it. going out to the pool. <clears throat> yeah. I will uh, never, I will never put a pool in my yard. Well, and I never knew what that meant until like yeah. long after. Like, yeah, yeah. Probably what? college. I figured that shit. It's like no duh, it's liquid. It's water. <laughs> Idiots. Jub dubs. <laughs> now what's an they came asset? Up... <laughs> that does that that liquid does make my ass wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lame. I liked it. I liked it. Um. Shoot, I was just going to go somewhere else with that, but whatever. Anyways. Yeah, no, it was also, I guess the richest people are the Saudi Arabian royal family. They're worth like $1.5 trillion, Nice. But there's like 100 people in the family. Yeah. So it's like saying the Waltons are the richest people in America because you put all of them together. But Putin was the richest because he had so much cash on hand. Yeah. But now he can't access any of it, so he's like, he's Scrambling. basically like us. Yeah, I wonder what his stress level is like. <clears throat> Just curious. I hope it's enough that he won't be around long. Actually, it's probably good. He's you know, I mean, being an ex KGB guy, like he's probably he's probably pretty mentally tough. Oh, I'm sure he's mentally tough, but you know, even the men. The most mentally tough people hit a certain point, yeah, where you just have a physiological response, yeah, like you just cannot do anymore, yeah, no matter how much training, you know, unless you start practicing meditation and stuff like that, and even then there there is a breaking point, and when you're on the cusp of trying to take on you know the twenty five largest you know powers in the world, right, right. It's, it's a lot. Or twenty five of the largest. Yeah. Did you see that they did that? They um, successfully launched a hypersonic mi- missile. Who did? Russia. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's been fact checked, but I did. I did hear that um, that they had launched one. Of the I know happened. North Korea tested a ballistic missile, and then South Korea did. Mm-hmm. So tensions are starting to grow over there well, we still like have the china whole, taiwan yeah i know that's what's crazy too but the whole flex of the hypersonic missile is like they could attach a warhead to it and because it's so fast um it would just basically shred through any defenses except iron man that's true we need to get to work <clears throat> dear elon musk no 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 uh-uh i just need his money to back it brian oh, okay. i'll be the iron man okay Elon Musk cannot be Iron Man. Yeah. Captain America could probably figure out a way to stop it. Not sure how, but he'd do it. He'd fucking throw his shield. No. Captain America couldn't do it. But he could inspire somebody, too. He would... He would. Okay, so if there was a real Captain America, <laughs> he could inspire Elon Musk to possibly become yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Speaking of Elon Musk, he was making a big deal. Like he, I, he didn't like say it, straight up say that he... Actually, he didn't say any of this. This was reported on, but he was trying to buy up a bunch of nickel, and he was encouraging the U.S. government to buy more nickel so that because they, they need nickel to do the lithium-ion batteries. Mm. And so he was basically saying that like we can't be reliant on Russia for this. We should buy it in bulk now and get a bunch of just stockpile nickel so that we can produce more electric vehicles at a cheaper cost, and that would help us get off the whole like we need oil from Russia. Um, or anybody in that, for that matter. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
I mean, that's kind of coming true now because now with this whole skirmish, we can't get in that skirmish war, um, invasion, um, dickheadedness, dickheadedness. Yeah, yeah, dickheadedness. Um, now we we can't really get any nickel. Yeah, that's not surprising. I also know copper is a crucial part of all. Yeah. I mean, it's the most conductive thing besides silver. Yeah. And that's going to be another major hurdle long term for the transition to because that's in not only conductive wiring for electric cars, but also you look at solar panels are almost exclusively reliant on copper. Speaking of um, alternative fueled vehicles or nuclear vehicles, nuclear Nuclear vehicles are the future, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. We've already got them in the ocean, baby. Could you imagine? Yes. That would be awful. Yeah, I'd be scared to drive. <laughs> but Everyone the- would absolutely go the speed limit. They'd be like, 25 is the speed limit? You know, 22 sounds real good right now. <laughs> the entire highway trip, just like, yeah. And that guy has had his blinker on for the last half mile, but they really want you to know when they're about to turn because do not ride their ass oh my God. going into a turn. Yeah, there would never be an accident. I know. I mean, if there was, we got to raise the stakes. That's what. That's how. That's how we get. But then you have, I mean, DUIs become like nuclear issues. Yeah, like there'd have to be a breathalyzer in every car. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, dude? Insurance rates would be. You know what? We're going down a rabbit (laughs) hole. What what I was going to say is, (laughs) uh, alternate fuel. Yeah. Um. Next time you want to go down a fun rabbit hole. You should look up the water-powered car and watch the videos. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Like, is it just you know terrible, what, you, you, you or did know, it actually... You know what happened to the guy that made one? Is he sleeping with the fishes? He is sleeping with the fishes. You know what his last words were? No, they poisoned me. Wait, what? Yeah, look into it. Just look into it. I don't want to delve into conspiracy theory here. And none of it's proven. You know what I mean? There's a, there's skepti- you know obviously skepticism. But it was 20 gallons of water could get you across the U.S. No way. Because it broke it down into hydrogen. Did you have to listen to Led Zeppelin on the way? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was good. Thanks. Yeah. That was good. good. Thank you. That was creative. That was very creative. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of Zeppelins, let's talk about Chili's. (laughs) Or Applebee's. 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 Uh, yeah, speaking of great music, going from Led Zeppelin to that Applebee's song that everyone listens to, and I hate. There's an Applebee's song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fancy like song. Applebee's on a date night. Oh, I thought it was a Friday night. Maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. know. No, because Friday night sounds good. Applebee's on a date Friday night. I think the only thing Applebee's has going for them is that they've got like three dollar twenty four ounce PBRs. Yeah, you know, as someone who worked in those chain mid-market level restaurants of the late 90s, early 2000s, I worked at a Ruby Tuesday, which there are none of in Illinois now. I, I tend to be sympathetic to those chains. You know, Olive Garden is still always a hit with my wife. Like, Yeah, free breadsticks. Dude, endless soup, endless salad, good value. Endless breadsticks, like yeah, 
The only it's other a, place that I know that has endless breadsticks was Fazoli's. Do you remember Fazoli's? Never knew of Fazoli's. Yeah. Uh, I knew of a show called Rizzoli and Isles. My dad liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fazoli's, I used to go there when I was a, a, a young teen um, with all of my older friends from high school that could drive, and we would go to Fazoli's, and we would each get, like, something small. I still had to give you free breadsticks. And we would take aluminum foil and put it in our hoodie. And literally stuff the aluminum foil with the breadsticks until you had like a big old brick of breadsticks. And then you'd leave. And then you'd have breadsticks. Fair. You know, I it, okay, before we continue on, there was a, like a story I heard. And it hit me. And it was kind of, I'll, I'll give the synopsis. And it's almost probably a wives' tale. But young boy walks into a diner. Mm-hmm. Okay, walks in, sits by himself, okay. no one with him, no parent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just and this is a little bit old school where you didn't have to always have a parent with you everywhere you went, especially in, you know, more well liked areas. Kid goes in, sits down, and waitress comes up to him. She's like, "Well, what would you like? Would you like to see a menu?" He's like, "No, I just want to know how much does a Sunday cost." And she's like, "Well, it's four dollars and fifty cents." He's like, does it have the sprinkles and all the whipped cream? She's like, yep, has everything on it, all the fixings. Yeah. He's like, okay, huh? She's like, he's like, can I have a minute? She's like, sure. So she goes off to the corner and Mm -hmm. you know, kind of watches the young kid, and he's like counting all his little quarters and his nickels or whatever, and he's just sitting there counting his change. He piles it all up and he covers it up, and he's like, how much for a bowl of ice cream? She's like, just like a scoop of ice cream? No fixings or anything? She's like, it's like, yeah, just a bowl of, you know, vanilla ice cream. She's like, $3. Okay, I'll have that. And the waitress goes, gets the ice cream, brings it back to him, and then she's sitting in the corner watching him. She's like, does this kid even have enough? He sits there and he finishes his ice cream. He leaves all the change on the thing. She goes over. She starts counting. And she realizes, $3. She keeps counting. She counts $4.50. Moral of the story is, just be kind. He had the choice to serve himself yeah, or get a little bit of something he wanted and leave a little for her like he should have. Story is always, be kind. Yeah. I loved it. But anyway. great story. You know who's not kind? Applebee's. One of the Applebee's execs got busted. Which I think it bears... uh, repeating because we said this i said this a, off a franchise exactly yeah sorry yeah i said i didn't even know applebee's had executives <laughs> well this was not their corporate executives but one of their franchise executives so a lot of times you see these large chains they're franchised out so they you know an owner might have a couple uh stores to themselves but the franchise email the franchisee's email got leaked and what he was saying was this gas crisis is exciting for him because he can lower wages because people are now desperate and they will be more willing to take worse wages just to get by. Hmm. Kevin, as the presiding restaurateur of the Mad Libs podcast, how does that make you feel? Not great. You know, it's um <clears throat> it's it's funny that like I get it, like times are 
times are kind of hard right now. Things are getting better, I think. But um, to use something like gasoline prices to undercut your employees for the work that they're doing when, I mean, I'm telling you right now, Applebee's probably doesn't play, pay their servers or their you know, wait, wait staff or no, hostess as well. As minimum as possible. Yeah, I would imagine that's the case. Um, I would say that the, the, the cooks in the kitchen are probably making just above minimum wage. I would say maybe, a true, a true maybe, minimum wage. Yeah. Not, not the, cause there's a difference with server wage because you're getting tipped. Yeah, cause it's, and server wages just went up in the state of Illinois. Um, but yeah, what's it at now? I want to say it's like six seventy five. Okay, so six seventy five an hour. Mm-hmm. And and the idea behind that, the reason it's allowed to 660, be six sixty, it's six sixty an hour. The Illinois state level, I believe, is ten dollars an hour. The federal minimum wage is seven twenty five. But the supposition here is that you're getting tipped, so your wage overall will be higher. So you're allowed to be paid less hourly to take some of the and burden off t- of the restaurant. You, and if your tips are less, you have to be paid minimum wage, I believe. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I do know that. So Yeah, so if you make 40 hours a week and you're making less than what you would have at minimum wage, they have to pay you the difference. So do understand, you know, even in some of your w- w- terrible service endeavors where, you know, they're not great, Understand that they're only making six sixty an hour. Yeah. Uh, and if you're having an exceptional experience, you know, tip accordingly. But getting back to what you were saying. Yeah. No. I, and that's a that's a very good point to make. Um, I don't think I, I, there's there's only probably only been a small handful of times that I haven't tipped twenty percent or higher. I mean, if I go in and I have a decent experience, I'm probably going to tip thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a great experience, you know, I might give you fifty percent. Depending on the size of the bill, right, right, right. You know what I mean, and sure. how much, and, you know, and That's obviously, fair. I'm not like spending frivolously, but like you got to pay it forward. When, you, especially when you're in the there is there is such thing as tip karma. Yep, it's a I agree. real thing, I, and unlike regular karma that affects you in your next life, uh, it's it happens like yeah. instantaneously. I feel like sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a terrible thing to take advantage of your employees like that, especially like you're relying on them for your restaurant to be successful. Um, and obviously, you know, the you, the more you sell, the bigger your tip is going to be. You know, if people tip, you know, your twenty, your your standard twenty percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're only setting your you're setting up your employees for failure, but you're also setting yourself up for failure. And Brian actually sent me a video of this uh, leading up to. Uh, tonight's episode um and what wasn't surprising to me is you've got so many of these people that are literally paycheck to paycheck and i mean something that was really shocking for me or eye-opening for me in the restaurant world when you know i made that move into it was um how many people that you run into because i can't i came in with a mindset of like save your money yeah yeah i mean no matter how much you're making always set some aside always make sure that everything's taken care of but there's so many people that literally work night to night. Their you know their cash flow is night to night. Yeah, it's like okay, I made three hundred dollars tonight. It's I'm gone. gonna and I'm then, gonna be able to pay rent next week. And some of them don't even think that far ahead. Some people are like, I'm going out. I mean, what's always no, shocking to true. me, what's always shocking to me is the people that go out that night and they'll spend a hundred dollars of the three hundred they just made. And I'm just like, that makes no sense. Um, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's been nights where I've made, you know, a grand, and I'm like, I'm going to go ball out a little bit. and Spend 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 was the exact number I was going to say. <laughs> That's the night where, like, I'll be like, 
uh, you know what, guys? I'll tell you what. I had a really good night. Uh, I got the first round. And if it's at a restaurant that we don't typically go to, it's about 50 bucks. If it's at a place that, you know, we frequent, I still probably want It's 50 this. bucks, but it's all tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or it's like 25. I went into um, a restaurant nearby here, actually, the, the day that Anna and I closed on the house. And um, Anna really wanted to do a shot. I was a little bit tired and I had to work. But I was like, I was like, I will go do, I'll, I'll go do a shot with you. Yeah. We'll go somewhere. And we went to a place that um, doesn't, it, they usually have a good choice for, for alcohols, but like not super high end. Well, they had just gotten their breakthrough order. I could tell because there was a bottle of Don Julio, 1942 oh. and like Weller and Eagle rare and all this other stuff. Ooh. And so I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I said, I'll do a shot of the, the, the Eagle rare. And, um, I go to Anna, I go, you want tequila? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'll just take, you know, Patron. I said, no, she'll take the Don Julio 1942. So I was like, all right, trying to think based on the restaurant and how much like I would charge, how much are they going to charge? And like, it didn't matter. Um, But I was like, all right, that's probably going to be like $55 minimum. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I knew the bartender. She's like, this one's on me guys. Oh man! So that's when, like, you got, I, you know, you, th- you got to throw down like a sixty dollars tip. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have spent. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, man. yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's a crazy thing to want to like really you're punishing your employees at that point. Yeah, I think it's it's really a microcosm for a lot of the abuses ha- that happen and why I think there needs to be government oversight but also we have to get money out of government Mm -hmm. because then they operate the same way right right? Right. because they're a bottom line operation now instead of protecting people and doing what's best for the overall good of the community and and what applebee's is doing there is doing the exact same thing that the gas industry is doing the oil industry is doing right now well there's inflation right now how much how much do we should we be uh you know setting the price at oh you know three dollars and 75 cents uh, let's just round up to five fifty. Yeah. And, and and here, I will draw a, a slight line here, and I don't want to go too far specifically against restaurants. A because they hold a special place in my heart. Because you know I was able to make good money as a as a as a worker, and I wasn't as responsible with my money. I was one of those people that's overspent, being young and stupid. It was my first job out of high school, and whatever. <clears throat> I will say the pandemic hit restaurants probably as hard as any other industry, maybe besides laser tag, right? Like other, yeah. like restaurants got hit really hard. Now some could survive. Some did really well. Like if they're fast food, right? Fast yeah. food crushed it. Yeah. Right. McDonald's, the, the Wendy's, McDonald's even like fast food coffee shops like Starbucks just absolutely crushed killed it, yeah. in the pandemic. Sorry. That's a bad they they crushed it is a much better phrase um but with that in mind there still has to be a line i understand there's some recovery and you're trying to make you know some of that money back but we it shouldn't be it shouldn't be at the cost of your workers and that's yeah. that's something that i grow very weary of as we continue on as people want to grow themselves as much as possible but it 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 really needs to not be at the expense of others like it 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 doesn't have even capitalism truly does not need to be a zero-sum game 
It doesn't have to be winners and losers. It can be extreme winners and some winners and still be an effective system. Yeah. The problem is, is the way we've framed it is there's winners and there's losers. And Applebee's hopefully uh, becomes one of those losers. I would hope so. I mean, I don't wish that upon any restaurant, which is what I think you were getting into there in the beginning. But, like, yeah. I just think that, just like I said about tip karma, sometimes the bill has to come too. And, yes, that was also a restaurant pun. I like it. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's it. Listen, you, you made your bed. You got to lie in it. Uh, you fucked up. This email got out. Now everybody knows. You're going to see some repercussions for that. All right. Quick rundown. Will Smith, slap bad. Chris, wrote jock, Chris Rock joke, not so great. Yeah. Will Smith, way worse. Uh, SCOTUS nomination, kind of playing out how we expected. Uh, you know, it'll probably be a confirmation with the idea that it will unlikely or will likely not be bipartisan like we had both yeah. hoped. Uh, and then Chili's, or not Chili's, Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's. Sucks. And uh, nuclear cars. Nuclear cars. <laughs> not not a good idea, but it would definitely pr- promote safety. <laughs> and After dr- the first two accidents. And not drinking and driving. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody walking everywhere. Solved all the world's problems. Yeah. On that note, do good. Be great. Love, Love you. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saint status quo. This is rock and roll. This is how I get on Toronto. This is bye bye Tata Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta free my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back.